When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik, where the only rules are union rules. I'm on a loose ship. You'll figure it out. My guest tonight is esteemed comedian, actor, writer, and most impressive of all, my friend, Tig Notaro. Tig, thank you for being here tonight. It's my pleasure, Anthony. You pander to the audience less than any comedian I think I've ever seen. Why? Do you think you pander? No. It's like you and then me, mm-hmm. in terms of pandering. Mm. Like, have you ever been afraid on stage? Yes. When? I was in Ireland once, and um, the audience was saying that they hated me and that I was ugly, and I was uh, trapped in a corner on stage, and so I was a little scared. How'd you get out of it? I just bombed mm-hmm. for a half hour. Yeah, and, I don't mind that. And then I went and sat next to the stage in the audience when the other comedian went up and watched the other comedian when I really wanted to run out. But I wanted the audience to think I was okay, so I was like. (laughs) And the whole time I was like, oh God, oh God, help me. If you're bombing, do you ever have a plan B? Well, if I'm bombing, Mm -hmm. my plan B, which is also my plan A, is to um, be really amused by it. I find it pretty amusing. You like bombing? I don't like bombing, but if it happens, I really can take a moment and go, <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I went to Florida to get ready for my special uh, a few years ago, and I should have known mm, something was off because they had a picture of me saying Tignotaro tonight uh, from Garfunkel and Oates from the TV show. <laughs> yeah. I made a maybe 30-second appearance. And so, obviously, somebody in the office did a quick Google, and they gave it as my one credit. And then I went on stage, and I bombed, and then I um, just kind of came out of the moment and said, does nobody in this room find it hilarious that um, <laughs> that I, I flew here, um, and nobody's recognizing what I'm doing is humorous? <laughs> and then I sat down at a table with some people and talked to them. And did that turn it around, or you just kept on bombing? It turned it around. I went back on stage, and for some reason, things started to work. They probably just saw, you know, Garfunkel notes as your credit, and then weren't expecting comedy. <laughs> probably. That's a, that's a slam on a dear, dear friend of mine. You're only friends with one? Yes. Which one? The blonde. The blonde. How important are LPMs to you? Laughs per minute. Obviously not very important. No, no. Have you ever gone through your set to see how many LPMs you get? (laughs) No. You should. It's fun. (laughs) I'm up to six. 
There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Six LPMs. Can I see what's on that paper? <laughs> Tig, what was more satisfying for you? Dropping out of high school in the ninth grade or later on when you achieved your GED? <sighs> well... Who cares? <laughs> you seem really off guard. Well, I've never been invited to something and have a car service sent and have hair and makeup on me and then been yelled at. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the principal's office right now. And, uh, because of all the pipes? And the books. And the globes. <laughs> Where's the camera? Over your shoulder, turn around. But now that I have you warmed up, yeah. let's get to some good stuff. What do you think makes me such a great comedian? Hmm. I think no one cares. Is that an impression of the who cares thing? You've been very outspoken about the Me Too movement. Do you do any celebrity impressions? Um, I do. Give me one. Well, it's weird because it's two people at once. Okay. When I do it, I don't know if it's Larry David or Joan Rivers. Very similar. I can see how you would bleed those lines together. Can we see a little bit of it? Well, can you ask me a question or something? What would it be like if Joan Rivers and Larry David had a baby? I don't know. I, what, what, what? Uh, that's all. <laughs> Am I Larry? Am I Joan? <sighs> and how long have you been working on that? Um, well, I moved to Hollywood with that impression mm -hmm. from North Hollywood. Yes! <laughs> when you've taken on acting roles, you're always mm. playing like a version of yourself. Have no, you ever about no, 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 no. Um, these are all very different characters. Yeah? These How's are that? all very different characters. In, you know, I'm in Star Trek right now. Mm -hmm. Tig in space. Yeah. Okay. I was on um, the Sarah Silverman program. What was your character's name on that? Tig. Mm. <laughs> Officer Tig. I was in law enforcement. And then I had my own show. What was your name on that show? Tig. <laughs> And you were completely different. Right, I was not in space. You were on Earth. What's your character's name on, uh, on Star Trek? Jet Reno. Could the writers have possibly come up with a more lesbian name for the character? Well, you know, it's funny, I came up with the name. I know. Everyone knows. You have two three-year-old twin sons. I do. If they both wanted to get into stand-up comedy, would you let them be like a twin act going on stage together? Would you make them do it separately and let the chips fall where they may? I think it's important to get more twin acts out there. Yeah. What would, what would you call them? Twin act. Twin act. Mm -hmm. Or double vision. Ooh, I like double vision. One word. How bad a parent do you think you would have to be for both of your kids to get into stand-up comedy? It is my goal. It is your goal to get them into stand-up? Yeah, we are trying to get our kids into uh, double vision. The double vision? Mm -hmm. I could listen to this all day, but unfortunately we have to go to commercial. Some say advertising's dead, but not hear a good talk. It's like Mad Men up in this bitch. We'll be right back. 
I have to go to commercial right now, too. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Talk. If you're just joining us, then hit rewind. I'm here with Tig Notaro, and she's agreed to agree or disagree. Tig, I'm gonna make a statement about comedy. You tell me if you agree or disagree. All right. You should open with your second strongest joke and close with your best joke. Agree or disagree? Well, it depends on um, where the jokes are in their uh, development. I'm gonna chalk that up to disagree. <laughs> Because you could take a joke that's weaker and close with it, and then you can force it to become stronger because you're closing with it. Yeah, I've seen your act. Is this um, your plan, is having people on to figure out how to do comedy? I, I feel like you're making this harder than it has to be. Next question. Thank you. Agree or disagree, most stand-up sucks. Like 95% of it straight up sucks. 99% of it. 99% <laughs> of it straight up sucks. Yes. It's terrible. Agree 100%. Who's your least favorite comedian? Okay, I'm going to say this. We can bleep it if you say Do, it. No, we can don't bleep it. Don't bleep it. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. You said you were going to say it and then you just mouth the words with a smile. Just say the name. Okay, I got it. I'm gonna move on from my own sanity. Uh, agree or disagree? Opening for a music act is a good idea and fun for both the audience and the performer. <laughs> disagree. Have you ever had a good time opening for a band? Yeah. Like had a good set? Yeah. I've what, had... what band? I toured with Jens Lechman. Uh... What? <laughs> is Jens Lechman one person or a lot of Jewish people? <laughs> He's from Sweden. He's from Sweden. I once opened for a band where I didn't know the band. Uh -huh. I was just, I like, got booked to like what open for called? this band. I believe La Rev. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing it my set and I'm Congrats getting Congrats on that booking, by the way. Thank you. This was 12 years ago. 12 years ago today? Today. This is the anniversary. <laughs> and I'm getting heckled by a table in the back. The entire, I can't even get through a setup without them screaming Those at Those La Rev fans are. And then I finished my set. Yeah. I'm furious. I introduced the band, and the table of people who were heckling me get up, walk on stage, pat me on the back, say good job, and then pick up their instruments and begin to play. It was the band. It was La Rev. No, I totally followed that story. It was the musicians yeah. I was opening for who were heckling me. Are your agents still like, come on, one more La Rev show? They do. They do ask about it every so often, especially on the anniversary. Well, I want to put it out there. I don't know where the camera is because I'm new to the biz, but I would love to open for LaRev. If you're still out there and you need someone. LaRev? Agree or disagree, every great comedian should have a catchphrase. Oh, I think it's very important. What's your catchphrase? Um, my catchphrase is, um, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> That's a good one. I started doing that, and then I switched to, folks, I can make this stuff up. Do you remember my catchphrase? I'll strangle you. <laughs> yeah. Agree or disagree, my hair is better than yours. Oof. I do not like your hair. Why not? 
it's just, it's like really short and then there's like an ocean wave in the front. Yeah, it's my trademark. I like your beard. Thank you. But I do not like your haircut. Do you like my beard better than your haircut? If I could put your beard on me, I would do it. <laughs> but <laughs> I really think your hair looks very bad. Like bad on me or just anyone who had this haircut wouldn't be able to well, pull it off? Well, turn to the side, let me see. And then the other side. Yeah, I just don't like it. You just don't, not a fan. When we were in hair and makeup, I noticed it right away. And I actually thought it was a bit you were doing. Okay, that was agree or disagree. Thank you for making it as painless as you possibly could. Tig, you're often described as the most deadpan comedian in the world. And as a male comedian, that statement threatens me. So I want to have like a deadpan off with you right now. You've got some cards in front of you. Pick one up, read the statement as deadpan as you possibly can, and we'll see which one of us is more deadpan. You ready? <laughs> I'm too happy and like... Uh... You seem happy. <laughs> see if you can do it. I can't. <laughs> Go ahead. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, you made it through without stumbling on the words or without breaking, that's good. Right. All right that's the whole game. Today's good mood is sponsored by coffee. Your ass is grass, and I'm the lawnmower, butt breath. <laughs> if this house is a rockin', don't bother knockin' on my van. I'm having sex in there. I don't know what's wrong with my house. I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl. Don't you stop. <laughs> You can pry my guns from my cold, dead hands after you get your hands off me, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> okay, I break right now because this is actually true. Cowboy butts drive me nuts. That's your kryptonite? It's truth? Yes, sir. Was, did you hit the camera? I did. That was really good. That's gonna be uh, in the promos. You know what, Tig? You're not the most deadpan comedian in the world. I am. I hope that's still a stack of deadpan. All of these were yeah. just deadpan, but that's yeah. the show? It's all Where you just keep going. You're handsome, Tig. Anthony. You're handsome. So are you, Tig. Tig and I are gonna go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. And the cameras are back on. I'm here with Tig Notaro, currently married with kids. Tig, it's time for Finish the Joke. Finish the Joke! I'm gonna show you the setup of a comedian's joke, and you're gonna tell me how they finish the joke. Finish the joke! So basically, I'll give you the setup, and you finish the punchline. Finish the joke! You ready? Why weren't they here the whole time? They've been here the whole time, just waiting to do that. But why weren't they chiming that. in? Because I didn't say finish the joke. Finish the joke! Whenever I say finish the joke, finish the joke. they repeat it. Right, but it'd be so great if after everything you said, they repeated it. I think it's funny if they only repeat finish the joke. Finish the joke! And only when I say it, like if you said finish the joke, finish the joke. then they wouldn't do anything. They're petering out. Yes. They weren't, they weren't ready for this. Yeah. This is all improvisation. Let's see if we can finish the joke. Finish the joke! With Mike Kaplan. Okay. From Live at Gotham. I was in a Chinese restaurant recently and I was thinking about how a small duck is called a duckling. 
and I canceled my order of. What did he cancel his order of? I know Mike is a vegan. He must have canceled his order of chickens. <laughs> you think that this joke ends with him saying chickens? I think he says chickens. Let's see how wrong Tig is. And I canceled my order of dumplings. Chicken dumplings. No, no, you don't get any credit for that. Uh, but that was finish the joke. So, was he making a joke that these are small dumps? Yes. That's good. It was good. I can't believe you didn't get it. I do get it. Do you? And that's how I respond to all comedy. I do get it. <laughs> you must be great in meetings. And it shows. When you're doing your, your stand-up, you hear in the audience, I do get it. <laughs> Tig, is it fair to say that your favorite comedian of all time, maybe one of your biggest influences, is Michael Winslow from the Police Academy movies? That's fair. I know he's certainly had an influence on me and everything that I've done comedically. That's clear. I'm gonna play you a sound effect right now, and you tell me if it's the actual sound or Michael Winslow from mm -hmm. the movie Police Academy. Are you ready? Yeah, but you do know I do sound effects. Of course. Okay. That's why you're here. <laughs> Tig, is this a helicopter or the guy from Police Academy? That was a helicopter. That was the guy from Police Academy. Ah, uh, that was didn't Michael see that Winslow. Coming. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> That's the second time you've done that. Is that a bike horn or like a clown horn? It's any kind of horn. That you want it to be. Mm. <laughs> Do not have that. We're saving that. Is this an actual UFO, unidentified flying object, or is it Michael Winslow from the movie Police Academy? <laughs> what do you think, Tig? It's a UFO. It's a real UFO? Yeah. Nope, it's the guy from Police Academy. Have you seen the movie Police Academy? I have not. You should. It's from 30 years ago. Today? Yes. We have a lot to celebrate today, don't we? Yeah. A lot of anniversaries. You know how we're gonna celebrate? No. With that horn. Which horn? <laughs> Last one, Tig. Is this a horse? Or, or is a it Michael Winslow from Police Academy? <laughs> it has to be a horse. It's Michael Winslow from every single Police Academy movie, even the one in Russia. We'll be right back with the D-block that makes other D-blocks look like a rehearsal. But first, Comedy Central let me screw around with her comedy library, and we found a pattern. I look like Ernie from Sesame Street. I look like nachos and cockfighting. People tell me I look like a white Chris Rock. They say Vargas. Why do you look like a broke-ass Lenny Kravitz? I look like I was made at Build-A-Bear. I want to apologize up top for looking like an Indian Ellen DeGeneres. I look like a lesbian before lesbians even knew what the look was. And now we've come to the end of the show, and I'd like to use it to showcase a comedian who is no longer with us in a segment we call Make God Laugh. 
Tig, is it accurate to say that your mentor and best friend was comedian Bernie Mac? Yes. Yeah. Let's take a look at Bernie Mac doing what he does best from HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam. I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Kick it! We couldn't get the rights to the music, so that was me doing that. Tig, how did Bernie Mac affect your comedy? You know, when I first had um, fears about getting on stage, uh, he called me at my house, and he just said, there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, you got what it takes, kid. Uh, he gave me some advice on wardrobe and um, stage presence, and uh, he pretty much came to every show of mine for the first seven years. How long ago was that, that he made that phone call? He made that phone call in 2009. Ten years ago today? Yeah, a year after he passed. <laughs> Tig, thank you again for being my guest tonight and opening up as much as you did. I have to say, you are hilarious and absolutely singular. You can catch Tig at the 10th anniversary Benson Ball this fall and on her new talk show, Under a Rock, with Tig Notaro, which can be currently found online. And until next time, good talk. Thank you for being here. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.